0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station.
1: 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you and appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. I forgot what we were doing. David Eicholt. Yes. Dave Sproul at twelve oh five on Iowa State uh-huh. and Oh Cappy. That's the sort of, Cap the man. Cap Man. That's right, David Kaplan. Uh that's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. I had the first, the Hawks and the Clones, and for whatever reason I was drawing a blank with our normal Wednesday guest, David Kaplan from Chicago. Uh, of course a lot of baseball conversation with uh, the Cappy uh, coming up here at about 12.30, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors that. So last night, not much. Tonight, absolutely. Although, you know what, tonight's going to be kind of turning the page ahead for you and I to once we get through the Masters and the college season, which ends on on Monday when we start getting in the NBA and the NHL. There's a couple of big matchups in both of those sports tonight. The Wild and the Lanch, um, that's a TNT affair. Minnesota and Colorado, the best two teams in the Central Division. They'll play for first place tonight. And then in the NBA, the Timberwolves you pointed out last week, starting to heat up a little bit. You're yeah, not kidding. They're,
2: yeah, they're playing very well. A
1: Phoenix team,
2: the return of Durant. That's good. How monstrous that's going to be. And ESPN's going to have that one. Oh, do they have it good? Yes. What time's that tip? Nine, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. So you don't get the 9.30, so at least nope. a little bit for you. Yep. You can
1: get the first half in, right? Absolutely. Plan. That's the plan. Although the the Wild and the Lancer are a late start, too, because they're that second game on TNT, and that one typically starts it. 8.45, 8.50, but we'll be back and forth. Uh, but yeah, two two big pro games tonight to look forward to. Last night was kind of... I mean, what did you watch last night? The did NIT. You, I did too. Trent, it wasn't good. Talk about inept. Whoa. Wisconsin didn't score, not a field goal, a point Right in the final nine minutes of the game. You know how hard that has to be to do? Go nine minutes without scoring?
2: So somebody that I uh, like to follow as it pertains to college basketball betting... Their best bet of the rest of the tournament, at least until we get a championship in the men's side, was the over last night in the Wisconsin uh, matchup. And
1: I hope it was 110 for that person's sake.
2: Well, it was 115. It's at halftime. They're cruising, right? They're home free. They're 70 points scored in the first half of that game. They
1: blew by the,
2: the first half total. Right. Oh, absolutely. Had to have. Yeah, because I, I would guess first half to sixty.
1: So if you're that sitting here with the first half, you love the you love the you love the over in the game. I'm going to bet it in the first half, and I'm going to I'm going to bet it in the game. You cash your first half tickets. You're probably doubling down because this is such easy money. And then just to, I mean Trent. A combined forty points in
2: the second it was half. Terrible. Thirteen from Wisconsin and as you said, didn't score for over nine minutes. Nine to minutes the game. and
1: eight I think it was nine minutes, whatever. Just over nine minutes of basketball without scoring a single point. How about Conference USA? Trent it, <laughs> one of the stories, one, right?
2: They're seventeen um, to one. Charlotte yeah. won the C B I. Yeah. The two finalists tonight come from and, that league.
1: Yep. And Florida Atlantic. Is still kicking. Still alive. Uh, I I don't know how much the payouts to the conference are nit wise. Right. Or see, I have no idea. I mean, they're getting something, mm-hmm. but that uh, that conference, who let's face it, probably isn't on the the sturdiest of ground, um, is going to see an influx of cash coming into their uh, bank account. Good for them.
2: Absolutely. Hey, one uh, quick note that you you mentioned the Timberwolves. So watching a little a lot more the last couple of nights Timberwolves games as we again transition yep. and start to make the move. So last year, Dave Benz lost his job as the TV announcer. Right. A guy that we both really enjoyed. Really liked him, yeah. And they brought in Michael Gray. And I've watched the Timberwolves uh-huh. a little bit, but certainly the other night when they were playing in the game against the Kings, I was locked in for a long time.
1: I really like Michael He's not Gray. bad, is he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. I agree.
2: It's a really fun listen. Uh-huh. Peterson is as good of a color commentator uh-huh. as you're going to find. He will talk deep into the game. He'll talk analytics. He'll talk plays. He can do kind of everything that you want from a color commentator, but I like Michael Grady a Mm -hmm. lot. And yeah, man, Dave Benz, he didn't do anything wrong, right? And he hit Michael Grady, who started, how about this for young listeners out there, he started as a radio producer Is in that Indianapolis. That was for That's a long time. That's where he time. got his start. Yep. For, I think, seven years, he was a radio producer in Indianapolis before he started to move up a little bit, got his own show, started to do some play-by-play stuff, and at 39, he became an NBA announcer, and he's doing a great job there.
1: Uh, first half total was 52 and a half. So somebody that just uh, by that. proof by it. Yeah. I mean, halfway through the first half, I'm guessing you were home free, right? Yeah. And then, oh my God, what a that was just that was hard to watch. It was. The, the second game been, was
2: excellent. Was it? It really was. UAB uh, Utah Valley was really really fun. Mm-hmm. Great playmaking up and down the floor. That was really entertaining mm. to see it. A ton of Utah Valley fans that have made their way there. Okay. And Mark Madsen's, well, as he finishes it up now.
1: He gets set to call it, head off to
2: Cal, right? How about that? A Stanford guy going to Cal? Yeah. I'm going to ruffle some feathers. And it's not like Stanford's exactly cruising along. Remember no, how good that program was, was for really a long good. time with Both Montgomery? football and basketball. Yes. Montgomery had that thing mm-hmm. at a high, high level. They've had some dudes recently. Just it's a swimming school now. <laughs> it is, is yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Oh boy, how different things change. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Fun watch last night. I'll be watching that tonight. Got a lean in this one, but not a full play by oh, say twelve fifty. Though I'm sure I'll have that thing. You'll have covered
1: in. up. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the the number of eyeballs that watched uh, Iowa and Louisville mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday night. Eight twenty started local, nine twenty Eastern time, and the fact that. The Iowa Hawkeye women's victory over Louisville drew more eyeballs than 10 of 12 football games featuring the University of Iowa. It has beaten every single NBA game on ESPN this year. I didn't want to bring up hockey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How badly it crushed my glove. Um, but Trent, I mean, it's real. It's real. And, and no offense, Montesunano, or right. anybody else on the team. And and they know this. Yes. They know this. You're turning in for one reason.
2: Sonato had a great quote the other night. And it was, somebody I think asked her maybe about playing with Caitlyn. And she says, it's incredible, but it's also my best buddy.
1: My, Is that it's right? It's my
2: best friend. And it's so cool to have your best friend have this kind of notoriety. To To have your best friend be a star. To be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. To be... You're the Beatles, and and that's what it is. Did you see the video when they uh, got the players' lounge? I did.
1: How cool that is. So all of the schools get that, I'm assuming, right? Absolutely. That's really nice. Really
2: nice. And and
1: obviously um, people work very hard to get it together because it's Mm -hmm. all current with all the stuff on the wall. The Seattle celebration, some of the pictures, etc. By the way, the two games uh, that the football beat the number of people watching the Sunday night game were Ohio State versus Iowa and Michigan versus
2: Iowa. Makes sense, right?
1: It does make sense. So uh, how big is it going to be on Friday night? Oof. I love to see the saltiness, too, of
2: Louisville fans. After Well, I mean, our program has been a Final Fours. They were watching us. I saw a couple uh-huh. of those comments in, uh, uh, d- in the tweet that was in. put out. Uh.
1: Yeah, this just in. No, they weren't.
2: <laughs> right. They had the top ten list of, of games yeah. this year, and like seven of them I right. Iowa involved. It's Louisville is only one of those. Mm. Which Which one? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's Louisville that brought the fan base right, yes, and the yes, eyeballs yes, to that to, to that telecast. Well, you'll be there. How are the tickets? They're going down now. Are they? Yeah, you significantly can, down. Yeah. So, what
2: was it? Tuesday.
1: Uh huh. No, yeah. today's Wednesday. Monday. Monday. Right. We first got back. There were three
2: in change. They were up to like three seventy. Was right. The get-in that's price. what I remember. I thought so. And now you can get in for under two hundred. So hmm. they've dropped quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So we have a big group that's going. We kind of all want to sit together, have all the girls be able to watch the game together. So how many? Know. We have, let's see, one, two, three from the Bisgard clan. We got four from the Buckeye clan. Our two, and then we have another group of four that might be coming. They're and still you, on the you fence. hope
1: to get all together? Well, if
2: we get that many, probably not. But, you know, same vicinity, mm-hmm. that kind well, of thing. Well,
1: you know what, and I'm guessing, and I don't know this, but I was guess the higher up you go, the better chance you got right. to get together.
2: And there's plenty of those where, you know, there's a row of eight. And you know those kind of things that you can do and make that work. So Ella's excited. She's mm. got her poster board. She's coming up with ideas of what she's going <laughs> to do. You, have you broken it to her that she <laughs> probably won't be on TV? I, I did. I said, "Well, we're, we, we can bring the yeah, we can bring the poster. That'll be okay." But don't think Mom's <laughs> going to be able to see you. Can you bring the poster? I think so. Well, we'll find a way. You know, I got a big old defense that I've taken into a game way back in the day. We're, we got ways that we can make okay. this happen and. And hopefully we'll be able to make that work. And we have a few connections, as I've told in the past, with the Iowa Women's team. Maybe we'll have a chance to... Somebody slide it in. Yeah. So (laughs) we got got a few things that we could do there and maybe make it work. So uh, it's going to be so fun. Looking forward to it. Just the bounce and the step, Ellen and I, before school today, talking about it again. And just the excitement continues to build. So when will you leave? Just emailed her teacher yeah. uh, to see what her afternoon looks like tomorrow. Yeah. Obviously, they have you a know, big test or something like that. Don't want to take her away right. from that because she's going to miss school on Friday. But I'm hoping maybe we can get on the road by about 2, 2.30, get to T- Tulsa or just outside where my dad lives by you know, 10 o'clock, something like that. And that's that. six hours, did you say? Uh, six and a half. Six and a
1: half? Yeah. So that's kind of the hope that we'll be able to get so there. So they're there by 8.30, 9 o'clock. That would be nice. Get a little shut-eye. Yep. And head to Dallas at what time? want to be on the road by 10. You, and about, it's
2: only three hours? Yep. You get, a, get about an hour into it, do the first segment with you, then on Friday on the drive down, and, and hopefully okay. cruise sailing in from there from Dallas. And you got your hotel rooms and everything in Dallas? Yeah, working on that today. Uh, another hookup that I got that I'm using a, a hookup there with one of my buddies that's a VP for one of the big hotel chains. So, yeah, we're working all the systems here. <laughs> it's going to be a pricey trip, but uh, we're, uh, we're trying to cut a few corners every once in a while wherever we can, and we're going to do it. And... Ultimately, I mean, you know, it's a smile on your kid's face. Yeah, right?
1: that's pr- it's priceless. Yeah. I totally agree. Right. I totally agree. I wish I had more of them in yeah. my life. I really do. Um, and get every single one of them. That's when I came into work and you said to me on Monday, if you don't mind, I'm going to take, if I don't mind, do, you do something with your kids? Of course, go. Yeah, Go, 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 Trent Con, Then anytime you want. It's uh, it's one of those moments that, that I
2: already am so excited for. I mean, this is more exciting. You know, I thought about. Be- It'll mean more to you now. It'll mean more to her later. You're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that's a great way to yep. put it. And just another one of those memories you put oh, in the bank. Oh, for both I, of you. Yes. I, I remember when I I hope the game's not a nightmare. <laughs> we, we've also talked about that. Good. Angle. That's a good,
1: that's, you know what? That's wise. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know how kids are going to see their team. They don't want it to to turn out poorly, mm-hmm. but there's a chance it turns out poorly. I was, What's the point spread? Has it come back down a little Did I hurt here? I hadn't looked this when morning. I, when I, I, I taped uh, the hook on Iowa Everywhere yeah. with Palm yesterday, he thought that the number was coming back to the pack, coming back down a little bit. He said eleven and a half, maybe. It's at
2: twelve now, okay. at circa.
1: So there might have, must have been a
2: little buyback. That must mm-hmm. be the that must be the tipping point for the pros out there. That 11.5-12 mm-hmm. number must be the buyback Yeah, currently twelve. I won the money line plus five ninety. <sighs> I say you got to make a bet out of your account. Money's in there, but yeah. you got to put hundred on it. What would be the price that you would need to bet on Iowa on the money line?
1: Well, for starters, you know I don't bet on the low. I don't get that. that. Yes, so yeah. let me just put out that disclosure. Right. And I have to bet? You have to do it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, if I have to bet, I'm going to take 5 plus 590, but I would certainly like to get a little bit north of that. I thought 8 to 1
2: when I kind of went yeah. through this thought exercise. At 8 to 1, that's 12.5%. Percent, that's the theoretical uh, thought process behind it. Yeah, about 12.5% chance, 8 to 1. Uh-huh. That's kind of where I got to. If, that was the number where... I wouldn't feel as bad. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a little out there. I, I saw, mm. not in our state, but other states, if you're listening outside the area, on the iHeartRadio app, if you're in Illinois, Indiana, a few other places where uh, Bet Rivers is, they do have Caitlin Clark prop up. Do they? 27 and a half point total right. is what they have for her.
1: 27 and a half. Man. Obviously, she's going to need to go over that number, and that's how I see it, go over that number if they're going to get past it, get past South Carolina. I don't know. She's going to have such a bullseye on her back. This, to me, is going to be the most difficult game she's ever played for a variety of reasons. A, she's going up against a really good team, and B, she's going up against a school that I'm guessing realizes that, you know, they're the fully on the block, and we don't like sharing that spotlight, so we'll see we'll see if indeed that uh but it's going to be tough for twenty seven and a half I might take the under I might take the under twenty seven and a half a so, half. Uh, I mean she's coming off forty one but she's uh, she's coming off a game against Louisville, not against this whole different animal in in South Carolina uh let's get mark in here uh Mark welcome to Miller and Condon. how are you what's on your mind?
0: oh, I just want to talk about how great it can be to be a parent. According to what Ross was talking about, so not late '94, I decide I'm going to put in for a chance to get '1995 Final Four tickets, and I think I had a one in two twenty chance, and I got them. Oh my! I Won the lottery. So I bought them. You don't get them for free, of course. You have the right to buy. You have them. To write the
1: right to buy. sure. So
0: my son, my seven-year-old son, and I head to Seattle, and it's it's uh, Oklahoma State with Big Country mm-hmm. and UCLA oh and Arkansas and who was North Carolina? Maybe no, I don't know. But yeah, North Carolina. Uh, was that right? Yep. Okay. And uh ultimate uh, Corliss R- Corliss w- Williamson sure. from Arkansas. But anyways, all I'm telling you is I'm walking through the crowd toward the Saturday game. Yeah. I have these two tickets in my hands and people are offering me $3,000.
1: How about that? For those
0: two tickets. So I'm sitting there saying, "Okay, priceless memory with my son, $3,000." <laughs> yeah, you didn't
1: but, you uh, didn't pull the trigger, did you? You went to the game.
0: Oh no, no, boy. we had to, you know, and he just still talks about oh, it. Sure. And uh we were, we were about three rows down from the top of the kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, you're and, up there!
0: Uh, oh, were we up there? I mean, we literally could reach up and touch the ceiling of the kingdom. Uh, I think that place is gone now. It but is, anyways. Yeah. I yeah, but it was just a fabulous experience. And you know, we went to Puget Sound and up into Canada, if I remember right. And, uh,
1: My home and native
0: land. Are you
1: from Vancouver? No, or, or, Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg, right in the middle okay. of the country, above North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, we the armpit back in, in back the country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, glad you went. Glad you had fun in nineteen ninety four and you're still talking about it and sharing it with your with your family. That's awesome, Mark. Well done. You bet.
0: Yeah. Love the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you
1: for listening. We appreciate that. Uh good stuff. Nineteen ninety four. So that's what you've got down the road with Ellen. Absolutely. Those right? memories
2: and you know, at minimum, that South Carolina team, this one if they complete the process. Sure. This, this is going to be a well remembered team with a winning streak and everything oh my God. else and
1: and I was there, first time in 30 years. Yeah, good. That, that's, that's really cool. All right, uh, we will talk to uh, David Eicholt. Probably um, Dave, Dave Sproul is going to be with us, and, and he covers all the, the, the Iowa State women press conferences. What's going on here? I mean, this isn't normal. I, I know that the spin is you um, you're starting to see it from uh, Bill Fennelly's daughter-in-law, Lindsay. I, I get it. Uh, there's more to it than we know. I've heard that a million times. There's five, fo- five, five women have left the program. Five women have left the program, including two really important Pieces, by all accounts, um, for for next year's team. This isn't normal. This is not normal. And this, you know, I keep hearing NIL, and I hope that's the case. I hope that there is an opportunity for women to cash in to the extent where it's going to make it, you know, more appealing for you to leave a school that you committed to and wanted to be at and were at and were part of the uh, Big 12 Tournament Championship team. But five women this quickly, bing, bang, boom. I mean, I'm almost expecting at some point during the show that another one. You know that we that mm-hmm. we hear about another one leaving. What's going on? It's more
2: than just a disgruntled player. When you leave, lose a player of the calibers, you get starters leaving. Right. A multitude of them. Yes. And on top of it, I mean the piece that you're going to build your team around for next year is just gone. Transfers happen. Mhm. We know that it is different in today's day and age, but there feels like there's a lot more to this story than what we're currently
1: using. There is. And look it, I hope it's NIL. I hope that there's a, some school out there is waving mm-hmm. this bag in front of you. And if it is, go get it. Right? I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I don't. I don't think, uh, unfortunately, that the NIL for women, other than specific, I mean, Caitlin Clark is doing very well. But, um, you know, that's, that's not a very long list. Brian, welcome to the program. Brian, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. It's good to hear from you guys and to hear you this morning. Thank you for taking me, taking my call. Sure. Um, Just wanted to talk about the the women's Final Four situation just a little bit. Uh, I have a daughter who's now in her 30s who was a young basketball player. The last time they qualified for the Final Four, we had taken taken her and her younger brother to the game. Mm -hmm. We saw them beat uh, Tennessee. Hmm. At Carver Hawkeye. And my daughter to this day talks about at halftime they would they would uh ask kids if they wanted to come out on the floor and and, and shoot free throws. And she 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 wanted to do that and she went and did it and oh my gosh <laughs> that that it was. Um, what year
1: was this? Give us an idea, Brian. Ninety three. Ninety three. Went to
2: Tennessee, won that as the two seed and punched their ticket to the final four. if yep. you don't know, if you remember, we're talking thirty years ago. How many Hawkeye fans made their way to Knoxville for that? I mean are you talking dozens? Were there a couple hundred there? How many Hawkeye fans in the building? No,
3: this this was in this was in Carver Hawkeye. Oh, it was
2: in Carver, okay. Oh yeah, it was
3: it was at Carver Hawkeye and it was packed. Oh
1: I bet. It was yeah. just
3: packed. Um and the the crowd was just going crazy because you know the Tennessee coach at that time was I can't think of her name Pat Summit
1: goal. yeah
3: yeah Pat, Pat Head Summit yeah and uh I was uh, under C5 they were a defensive mm-hmm. powerhouse boy they would get in your short mm-hmm. and just go with you everywhere but it was an intense intense game very close all the way
1: Brian thank you for listening glad you still have that memory That's great And Trent's going to have one. uh, Hopefully hopefully it's a good one. You know, Chris Williams uh, put out, I thought, a really good tweet uh, yesterday when when it was happening. And and it probably has to do with, you know, the Iowa State women's basketball situation. But his point, uh, it, it goes across the sport. I mean, one thing we've really seen in the last few months, in my opinion, this is Chris, the media value of women's basketball has never been higher and will continue to grow. It's not just Caitlin Clark. It's crazy TV ratings, no doubt. It's the interest and the passion. And he's seeing that on his boards. Right. With with the women's program. Uh, I'm not sure where, if, um, you know, if the situation with the five transfers, 10, 12 years ago would have stirred the emotions uh, in people. But it clearly has. This sport has just it's taken off. It has taken off and uh, and good for it. Just um you know, hope that it that rise continues, and I believe that probably it will because it certainly got a jump start. When you see the numbers, the television numbers this past weekend are crazy,
2: and it's not just Caitlin Clark. No, it's more than that. It's across the board, mm-hmm. South Carolina. But she's
1: certainly, not, she, you know, what she's doing. Um, when you see a Billie Jean King, when you see LeBron James, when you see a Magic Johnson, I'm missing so many right. that have tweeted about Caitlin Clark to their thousands. Sometimes, t- <laughs> I don't know. Multiple hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, And they're seeing this because they follow them. And, I mean, look at the growth. You know
2: I'm a big Tony Kornheiser fan. Yes. His podcast this morning, opening segment, talked the whole time about Caitlin Clark. Hmm. Brings on Wilbon, as he has him on once a week for his podcast. What do they talk about? Caitlin Clark. Really? Of the 45-minute podcast that he does, half hour of it today What's about Caitlin Clark? And, and these are baseball guys, and baseball's
1: opening day is tomorrow.
2: Yes. You're exactly right. right. And they're talking about the men's final four, and both of them don't care. Right. They don't care. Mm-hmm. What they're going what they're excited about this weekend is not the men's final four. It is the women's final four. And they're not alone. She's
1: got so much pressure on her tomorrow. Yes. Oh, the pressure on her tomorrow. I'm talking about Caitlin. Yeah. Um. Because she's wearing the bullseye. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Don Staley's just gonna. You know, let, let her get hers and we'll stop the others. No, let them get theirs and we'll stop her. They do not like her notoriety. Absolutely not. They,
2: you can tell that they're, there is a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want, a team that is already more talented than everybody right. else. Right. Then you get this extra edge that they have.
1: Oh,
2: boy. You've said it. This is going to be the most difficult game of her career. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that is ever mm-hmm. going to be, I don't think, close to this. This is yeah. this is it. Yep. This is the biggest moment of her career. And there might not be a bigger moment than this. WNBA, next year, if she comes back for they're playing even for a national championship. There might not be the same kind of pressure as there's going to be on Friday night. An
1: unbeaten team, a team that's a double-digit favorite over you. The country's now got I don't know, is Caitlin Clark fever over the top? I don't know if I don't it think is. So. I mean, it's Friday night, and Friday's not a big TV night, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Friday's a big go out night, and a lot of places people go out have TVs. Mm-hmm. And what do you think those TVs are going to be on? Not just in downtown Des Moines or in Iowa City, all over the place. And those are now measured by Nielsen. And those are now measured by Nielsen. This is going to be a, a monster, behemoth
2: monster number:
1: two point five on Sunday night, two point five million mm-hmm. on Sunday night. At nine twenty Eastern, where the most of the population resides, double it. Yeah, I think so. I think you can. Yeah, double it would be five million. That's my Canadian math trend. Look content. at you. Flaunting my Canadian education here. We'll take a time out. It's 1125 Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. David Eicholt next. Dave Sproul on Iowa State at 1205. David Kaplan on Chicago Sports at 1230. Trent plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsors.
3: Uh, we'll take our first time out. It's Des Moines Sports Station. What a- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending,
1: Welcome back, to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. David Eicholt momentarily. Dave Sproul kicks off the second hour of the program on Iowa State, and then David Kaplan will set up the White Sox and the Cubs season with Cappy, do a little uh, Bear stuff as well. Uh, Right now, David Eicholt, Hawkeye. Insider.com under the 247 umbrella. He leaves later on for Dallas, and he joins us. Hello, David, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for popping on. How are you?
4: Doing well, guys. Good to be joining you. It's uh, it's going to set to be a really, really fun weekend in, in Dallas. And like you guys and probably everybody else, I am ecstatic about this matchup. I think the sport deserves it. Yep. And it's just been an incredible tournament to watch.
1: Really has. Uh, there's no question about it. So many positives, and the biggest positive, from where I sit, is just the growth of the sport and the number of eyeballs uh, that are paying attention to this, and uh, which is just phenomenal. And quite honestly, something I wasn't sure we'd uh, I'd ever see, and 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 here we are. So 2.5 million watched on uh, Sunday night at um, where the eastern part of the time uh, of the country starts at just uh, just before 9:30. So pretty late on a Sunday night. What's Friday's game going to do, uh, viewing wise? Do you have any idea? Do you have, does that uh, ever cross your radar? Uh, you know, to, to even you know bat that around.
4: You know, I've thought a lot about it, guys, and it obviously the game's going to be on Friday night. Iowa's the later game, and, but you know, a lot of people I think are going to be going out that night. But at the same time, with the way ESPN has pushed this forward. With as many interviews as Caitlin Clark has done, with how many celebrities have tweeted about Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark and basically saying she's the showstopper, it will not surprise me if we get about 4.4 million, I think, on yeah. Friday night. I really, really think that it's going to be, it's going to rival some of the biggest things. And you go back to 2.5 million against Louisville. Guys, to put that in perspective, that's, that's a higher rating than nine Iowa football games this past season.
1: <laughs> it's nuts.
4: Caitlin, it's, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable what she's doing to push the sport forward. But, you know, don't tell everybody else that because apparently it's the Louisville market it's the reason why it hit 2.5. And <laughs> all eyes were on the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? That's the equivalent. Of being back in college, and you're in a group project, you didn't do anything, but you still got an A on it.
1: Yeah, really? uh, that that that's funny. So here's a question for both of you. Let's say, let's just throw out this number. It does five million, all mm-hmm. right. It, it's it, on Friday night, but South Carolina, who's favored, they prevail. So we get to Sunday night, regardless who comes out of the other game. Sunday
2: afternoon. Sunday afternoon on ABC.
1: On ABC, whoosh.
2: it's going to be hard to make that comp right.
1: I was going to say, hmm. does Friday night's game beat the final? Without her? Well, say they play Virginia Tech. LSU with Kim
2: Mulkey, there's a little poll there. Say it's Virginia Tech. Yeah. ABC, that'll help. Yeah. But if we're talking about that $4.5 million range, you you can't compare it, but Mm -hmm. South Carolina's cruising and they're up 20. Friday night game might beat it. Yeah. ESPN. Yeah. And that's where we are. The Caitlin Clark effect, it is huge. But to get there, well, this team in South Carolina, David, I know you've been doing some work and previewing this game. They are loaded, they are physical, they are tough, they are every superlative you want to throw out there. What does it take for Iowa to pull a shocker? We had somebody yesterday uh, tweet at us, I really love this comp, Final Four, UNLV Duke, Here before in the championship, Duke got beat by 30, and they come out and pull the shocker. What's it going to take to pull a shocker like that?
4: Near perfect game. I I really do believe that. I mean, you look at... As you mentioned, South Carolina is spectacular. Don Staley is a genius yep. basketball coach. She was a great player. I have a lot of respect for her. Mm-hmm. They are the deepest team in the country. And they are going to throw three or four bodies at Caitlin. And I'm very curious what South Carolina is gonna do defensively. Are they gonna let Caitlyn score or are they gonna let her pass? They're gonna take one away. That's the goal, and that's what Don Staley said today. But I'm also curious. I think Monica Sonano is going to be the biggest X factor of this entire equation because Caitlin, I think, is going to be Caitlin. And it was amazing to hear when she was talking after the Elite Eight that she said she has never been more calm before hmm. a game when she had that 40 point. I think that's going to carry over. There's sometimes people are just built different. I think it's pretty obvious that Caitlin at this point is just built different. I think she's going to be ready in the moment. I think Monica trying to take Aaliyah Boston out of her game. And the way she's going to do that, if she's able to, is it can Aaliyah defend knowing the post player's not going to be dribbling? Monica's taken one dribble all season. <laughs> is that going to throw off Boston's defensive strategy? I don't know that, and I'm not saying it's going to happen because Aaliyah is probably the best defensive post player in the country, mm-hmm. without a doubt, in my opinion. She's spectacular. So I think mean, Monica needs to have a big game. Gabby Marshall, that when she played the second half, when she shut down Haley Van Litt, when she made three threes, if she can show up for four quarters and combine that with Monica um, McKenna-Warnock's first half against Louisville, then I think Iowa's going to have a chance. But the double-digit underdogs for a reason. South Carolina, the queen of the sport right now that goes through South Carolina. I think it's going to be a very, very fun matchup. I think Caitlin's going to be Caitlin. But uh, Iowa has to play a near perfect game, I think, to pull this off.
1: What do they need from Stalkey on Friday
4: night? They need they need her to have the best game of her career because this is a game where I think Hannah could be a huge X factor. Mm-hmm. She has the athleticism, she has the speed, she has the physicality that South Carolina likes to play with, and she's going to be thrown in some difficult situations. And we saw, you know, sometimes throughout this tournament. You know, some freshman mistakes, some times where she needs to grow, and she's going to grow. But she's going to have to play like a junior or senior uh, against against South Carolina. And again, I'm not sitting here saying it's impossible, but there's a reason why South Carolina right. has owned the sport over the past couple of years, and it looks like they have a dynasty. I think Iowa's going to be an intriguing matchup. I think Iowa needs to shoot at least 45% from three. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're going to try to attack Aliyah at the uh, Aaliyah Boston at the basket. But uh, it's going to be a very fun chess match, offense versus defense. I think. Yeah, I don't think
2: Sonano is going to be able to do things just in the post post up game. It's going to be a lot of cuts, a lot of you know. She's so good with that you know, two step drive inside when she gets it on the bounce and, and being doing you know, those kind of things. But not just with with Boston inside, but the Brazilian girl, six foot seven, that's in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it, it's going to be, have to be one of those games where ball movement and, and the beauty that can be Iowa women's basketball and what they do offensively. A quick movement, get the ball around, and get those open shots. It's going to be a lot of fun Friday night, and hopefully I'll run into you down there in Dallas, David. So, from about uh, women's basketball, let's jump over to men. Can I can I ask oh, one yeah. more question? <laughs> Just
1: so when's your return trip?
4: When 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 I come
1: back? Yeah. Do you, did you book through Monday? And if so, I mean, if it doesn't go, I was waiting. Are you will you get out of town?
4: <laughs> I booked a one way. Ah, no, gotcha. Super so flexible. It's a, yep. Good. Yep. I'm young enough where I can throw down a pot of coffee and take a red eye if I need to, to get back. <laughs> gotcha. so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll manage it somehow. But I'm not going to go there expecting the best or preparing for the worst. Right. I'm just going to go down and well done. hang out and... Yep. Enjoy the vibes.
2: Worse places to be than Dallas. Yes, keep it open-ended. Good call there, David Eichel. <laughs> Over to the men's side and a lot of portal activity. A lot of names out there. You see top 10s, top 20s. I think I saw a kid that had a top 50 list. That's real cool. I'm <laughs> we're there. Me. <laughs> so uh, what do we know? What What is the kind of truth out there right now with men's basketball and what they're doing in the portal?
4: Yeah, Iowa's looking at a bunch of guys right now, specifically at the four and five spots. I think Iowa right now. Uh Sean Bach from our my colleague at twenty four seven. We've been doing a feature series on each of the top targets. We're looking at a transfer uh from Bradley, I think people are gonna want to keep an eye on. I think they need to look at BJ Mack, the mm-hmm. Wafford big man. And there's also a few other names that could continue to pop up on the radar. And I will say this just because there people are not public about Iowa pursuing them, and if Iowa makes contact, Iowa is working the phones. They're working the portal. I just think Iowa right now, their entire focus is on the portal and on NIL because I think when you look at the roster next year, Iowa needs a proven big, and maybe I'm in the minority on this. I think Iowa needs a consistent point guard who can go out and win you games in March because I think that's been the biggest difference for Iowa. And you look at some of these schools that are making deep runs in the tournament, yep. what do they have? they yep. got great guard play. I think Iowa has Tony Perkins, and I think he has great potential. But they need that consistency. They need those shot makers. They need the playmakers. Uh, Marquise Noel, for example. K-State was not projected to be high in the Big 12, guys. Yep. And look at them. Pick last. One possession away from making a Final Four. Right. So... Iowa's going to be working the portal for at least one big man. It will not surprise me if Iowa takes up to three transfers hmm. in, in this class. I really think they're going to be working it pretty aggressively. I don't know
1: if you have the answer to this. Do you know where Iowa sits nil wise? Are they in good shape to uh, you know to open up the the coffers to both football and basketball, both both men and women? Where where, where are they at uh, nil wise for for uh, in this case we're talking men's basketball? Uh, where are they in that uh, in that boat?
4: Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think right now, Iowa's form Collective, I think they're probably in the second tier in the Big Ten by okay. Michigan, Ohio State, and Nebraska. And I think that's a good spot for them to be in. I think they're going to need to continue to, to fundraise. But at the same time, I feel better right now about where Iowa sits football wise, right now, than basketball. I think mm-hmm. there needs to be more basketball centric events uh, that can really help kind of push that up because if, you know, just some of the numbers are being thrown around with some of these transfers, right now, I don't know if Iowa is going to be able to compete especially just given Fran's strategy and i don't disagree with this strategy i think it's a fair strategy when we talked to him last year he said i'm not going to pay a transfer more than i'm going to pay chris murray for nil mm-hmm. and I, it's completely understandable when you look yeah. at what chris murray was able to accomplish and he committed the program he's been in the program so why would you pay somebody more to come to your program maybe it's the modern age of nil and i'm not saying i disagree with that but based on Fran's philosophy I'm, this is a huge off season as far as Iowa basketball NIL. I think they need to find a way to uh, separate themselves a little bit more.
2: And got spring football also going on availability. You guys get to hear some from some of the players and going to be busy certainly time for you with everything going on. On the football side, we know about the offense and what we're going to see changes having a competent quarterback, but the step forward you anticipate there. What else are you chasing here? What else are you looking forward to see in the spring? Outside outside of the easy one, the offense.
4: Yeah, uh, I think who's going to step up a linebacker? Obviously, I was going to Nick Jackson coming in. I think he's a very undervalued addition nationally. I mean, this is a guy with over 100 tackles in only 10 games for Virginia last year. Remember, they, they canceled the last final three games of the season, I believe, due after this tragedy that happened on their campus so nick jackson's gonna step up but jane harrell i'm looking forward to see if he can take a step forward kyler fisher jay higgins i think could be the face to iowa linebackers but i do believe right now it would not surprise me if iowa's defense is on a similar level that they were this past season i just think the defensive lions can be spectacular yate craig is a very undervalued name i think in the big ten i think everybody will know him by the end of the year and then you look at cooper dejean jamari harris Xavier Wampa, Iowa secondary is loaded, mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that. But at the same time, based on what Kirk said in his press conference, and I'm not going to point to the quarterbacks. I think the quarterback's going to be a very good addition for Iowa, obviously with Kate McNamara. Iowa's wide receivers are in trouble. Yeah, They got two healthy scholarship guys mm-hmm. with Brody Breck focusing on baseball. Smart decision, by the way. I yeah, absolutely. Eight-digit di- eight reasons why he <laughs> right. to, to uh, right. focus on baseball. But Iowa needs to find some guys in the portal. They they have to. There's no excuse there. And I will say, just based on the rumblings I'm hearing, I think we'll get that confirmed tomorrow. Iowa's offensive front is is not healthy right now. Mm. And if you think about the two position groups that Iowa needs more than anything right now to improve, it's an offensive line and it's wide receivers. And you can't really improve if you're not healthy.
1: Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, so I believe Ferentz met the media last Thursday. Correct? Was it Wednesday or Thursday? It
4: was either. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then Brecht makes his announcement on Friday. I know it didn't catch the coaching staff off guard, but, uh, did, did, uh, Ferentz even hint at that? I was out of town, so I didn't see any of the transcripts or anything, uh, after the, after the press conference that I can recall. But this clearly, I mean, th- th- this wasn't something that floored them that Ber- Brody Brecht is going to concentrate on baseball.
4: No, and I think just given the way Brody's performed early this baseball season, what he's you know probably hearing from scouts sure. of coaches, he felt that it was probably time to make the move. I think the coaches following last season thought they would get Brody for one more season. Right. I thought Brody would play one more season. But I think over the past three weeks it's become very apparent that he, he's got to put all this focus on baseball, no doubt. I mean, that's generational wealth, yep. life-changing money that he's going to be offered when he goes to the MLB
2: it's going to be interesting. Portal opens back up on May 1st through the 15th. A couple of wide receiver candidates. What else? I'm sure they're going to be sniffing around. Maybe another cornerback? Is that where else they'll be shopping in the portal come May?
4: Yeah, that's what I would say. I think they're going to at least look around for one more cornerback, and then obviously I think they need to take two, if not three, wide receivers. I doubt they'd do it. I bet they get at least one, maybe two. But it's going to be a cornerback, and it's going to be wide receivers.
1: Uh, the Naismith Trophy is awarded today. 3.30, I want to say, our time. Um, speculate for us. Who wins the it's women's? Caitlin. Do you, you it, think it gotta is? It's got to be Caitlin. Ha-
4: it's well, it's got to be Caitlin. When did
3: the voting close, David? Do you know? I do not, but I know that Naismith announced her fan vote, and Caitlin Clark did win saw the fan vote. Saw that.
4: Yeah, we saw year. that. Um, I don't think that's going to obviously be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. But I will say, just based on the pure st- where Iowa sits at right now, The statistics, the showmanship, the T V ratings, the average attendance. There's no case against Caitlin right now. There's nothing you can point to against Caitlin. And in my professional opinion, if this is not unanimous, (laughs) they need to re they need to look at who's actually voting in the criteria to be able to be eligible to vote because it's it's point blank. Are you gonna vote for a person that was a nineteenth leading scorer in their conference on the deepest team in the country? No. It's it's frankly ridiculous that people are still even having this conversation. It's gonna be Caitlin.
1: Good stuff, David Eichelt. Travel safe. Uh, appreciate you coming on as always, David. Thank you.
4: Hey, thanks guys. Take care. I appreciate you. Yep, yeah,
1: thank you. David Eicholt, uh, Hawkeyeinsider.com, uh twenty four seven sports. So no return. That's probably the way to do it.
2: Yeah, right? absolutely.
1: And then just take your chances. And it, Or maybe you don't have to come home till Tuesday.
2: That would be not too bad either, right? You can still work remotely.
1: Well, I just looked. The Rangers are home this weekend. They open up against the Phillies. If I was going, that's where I'd be spending Saturday.
2: I, you know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't not look at the Royal schedules. The Twins
1: are in town there too on a possible oh, return. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I, that would work out exceptionally well, perhaps. Yeah, um, uh, for you. I told Dave Sproul when he's uh, at, uh, who's going to join us at twelve oh five that we're going to get a little Twins talk in. I that wanna, that sounds you good to banter back and forth about your squad. Opening day tomorrow, starting pitchers, probable pitchers I was going through. I just love
2: baseball. I do, too. And since I'm going to have a lot of windshield time tomorrow, mm. I've already been looking. All right. One of the Royals affiliates. I'll be listening to the game on the drive down. We're going to be doing there? You know, what am I going to get when I get to Oklahoma? Is it going to be a Rangers game? What's going to be going on? So been doing the same thing. And there's just something special. Baseball on the radio yep. and yep. the old AM
1: signal. Right.
2: Boy, it will make that time, mm-hmm. hopefully fly by as we're making the drive south.
1: Yeah, we had somebody uh, t- uh, tweeted at us yesterday, and we, we don't work for KXNO. We don't speak for KXNO, and I want that to be clear. But I don't think we're, that KXNO is carrying the Cardinals. No. We were asked that, and nope. nobody responded. Uh, so if uh, that uh, tweeter is still listening, um, I don't think so. did for a long time, but... Mm-hmm. Um, different age. It, different age, and just, you know what? It gets busy. And it does, in local fall. programming. Mm-hmm. It trumps it. It trumps it. It does. And it pays the bills, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. Uh, It's 10 minutes, uh, about 10 minutes before noon. We will come back, uh, finish up hour number one, hour number two, Dave Sproul on the Twins and on Iowa State. And then uh, David Kaplan, Chicago, the White Sox and the Cubs with Cap. Oh, baby. It's here. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. They sent you in.
0: Now back to Miller and Condon. On 106.3 KXNO,
1: here's Ken and Trent. Five before noon, Miller and Cong, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Did you see over the, uh, within the last few days anyways, I believe it was Caesars put out their win totals for the NFL already? No. Yes, already. Before the draft, before the schedule. Huh. Um, which seems... I think absurdly early for, uh, compared to previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, North's going to be a disaster. You know the high. I mean, they play seventeen games. Yeah. What uh, What team has the highest win total? Well, it's got to be the Lions. It is. What do you think? It is nine and a half. Nine. Nine. Vikings are second. Eight, eight and, and a half. half. Yeah. And then Packers seven and a half. Seven and a half. Bears. Five and a half. Yeah, the I knew you'd go low. Seven and a half. What? Seven and a half for the Bears. Seven and a half. Uh, who do you think uh, is predicted to win more games in the in the league? What two teams have identical win totals of Kansas City and Cincinnati? Brock Purdy, San Francisco 49 So what? we what have you heard? Oh, Cincinnati too. Also Cincinnati. They're also in. Yep. There, okay. Yep. yep. Eleven and a half, by the way. Eleven and a half. Yep. So, what do we know about Brock Purdy? I, I just had a surgery. It's set back a couple of weeks. Um, they really like Trey Lance. <laughs> Their nose was growing. I uh-huh. don't know. If, I don't know if it was Lynch's nose was growing when he said that. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Trey Lance is gone. You know, maybe after the draft, maybe during yeah. the draft, when somebody doesn't get a quarterback. But can they do that with the uncertainty? With Purdy, he's still coming off a of major surgery. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Is yeah. is their backup yeah. guy? I don't know. I mean, Trey Lance has not played. Right? It, it's it's so difficult to, you know, to pass judgment on him. It's been a long time since Fargo. And he what gets. did he play his last year? One game. Well, COVID they had that year? made up game that they played. That's right. They, the, and that was it. Yeah, and he didn't
2: play well because they had the spring schedule that year for FCS. Yep. Yep. yep and yep, yep, yep. he wasn't going to do that. Yep. So. They did that weird make it up game. Mm-hmm. Who did they? Coast, it wasn't close. I don't Carolina.
1: remember, but uh, a trade, it didn't go well for Trey Lance. No,
2: he was not good in that game, yeah. and he's not been good as an NFL quarterback. But we haven't, like you said, mm-hmm. seen him a whole lot there. What about
1: Lamar Jackson to San Francisco? Uh, Trying to make sense. I'm with you. Whoever gets him of uh, of teams that are well, look, the Niners they're picked they're picked to win the NFC. I don't think that's crazy. No. What about New England? I, I just don't like the rest of the roster. I mean what, would, what are they doing there? I don't know. That it seems like they're just um, Is there
2: an, just an impasse between Belichick and Kraft at this point where neither's gonna budge? Yeah. Belichick's gonna say, Well, I, I'm gonna have my son and my idiot friends are gonna be running the offense even though they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. I mean what a weird look that was. But he's earned it though. He's earned it. Yeah. But Kraft is also probably more of a Brady
1: guy. Uh what's Kraft's kid? have to say because his kids yeah. are doing a lot of because uh, these owners i mean jerry jones some of the faces of the ownership these guys aren't spring chickens anymore by any means if the patriots go seven and ten this year uh-huh does belichick retire is that where you're going or forced retired does he want to keep doing this for for mediocrity if I'm the Pats, does it, does, it, does it tarnish his legacy at all if he sticks around and goes seven? And, I don't think it does. Do we remember Don Shula at the end? No. No. No, we don't. It's a, a great point.
2: We remember yep. the high points. Yep. Absolutely. We don't remember, and there were a lot of flame outs in the playoffs with mm-hmm. him or even missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we still remember the totality. And ultimately, that's how it'll be for Belichick.
1: Yeah, you don't remember Parcells in Dallas? No.
2: Outside of the pants hiked up way too high. <laughs> Did he? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I don't remember. Right over this. that gut. <laughs> Pants hiked up, got the old coat shorts. Oh man, ourselves.
1: But that that, that uh, the two bills special that ESPN did so that, good, so good. We need another good 30, for thirty. Absolutely, we're due for one. Maybe baseball season or summer months will take care of that. Uh, hour two is coming up next. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. What's going on in the women's program? Uh, and then David Kaplan from Chicago, Miller and Condon. Hour two next. 106.3